And welcome to the South Road, boys. I'm Joe. I'm Troy. It's always good to start with a giggle. It's always I always try to work out what I can get you to say to see whether I can put it on the intro or not just beforehand. It's interesting that like we start recording from a certain point, but I don't think a lot of people realise that we jabber on about bullshit normally for minutes beforehand and then just Suddenly, you just go, and welcome to the South Road, boys. Well, yeah, because we've already been talking for about 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so there's no actual, there's no planned intro. No, it's mm. just, oh, and we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah. Now, how are you uh, after your Mr. Concerts? You've, you've attended every concert. Mr. It's been Con- <laughs> every there's concert. There's been a few. Hasn't there? There was um, Simon Smith's brother. Sam. Sam. How was um, Sam? Sam was amazing. Yep. I. I think I might have mentioned, I think we chatted about it. Did we chat about it in the last podcast, the fact that I was doing all these various gigs? I think you said that you were coming over. Come on over, come on over, baby. baby. Um, yeah, Sam was there. But uh, so, because okay, it's not so a concert that you, you probably would have bought tickets to if you had been going by yourself. No, I. I mean, I know a lot of Sam Smith songs because the guy's been pretty damn popular. Oh, he's got some for props. a while now. Good lad, and no doubt the fact that the guy's got talent. Mm. But he's not a someone that would have organised a trip to go and see because I just he didn't wow me enough that I would buy an album or you know, so forth. I'd, um, I'd favourite the I've and I have favourited the album on Spotify. That's probably the extent of it. I probably wouldn't buy the album, yeah. but it definitely gets a rotation through the Spotify. So, of course, um, Jazz is a big fan mm-hmm. of Sam Smith. Um, and she was keen. So, when the tickets came up, I thought, okay, I'll jump on. We got those. Yep. Um, so, that was, I think that was something like November last year. Like, it was a long time ago those tickets came up. Because a lot of the big artists, it comes out ages before they tour. Well, I think um, they have to justify the tour, really. Yeah, that's right. So, basically, it's all paid for before they come. They know the money's in the bank. And they know so, that it's worth coming. Like, otherwise, yeah. if we haven't sold out within the first two months- if we haven't sold, I don't know, half the tickets, then we'll probably cancel the tour. Yeah. So, that didn't happen, obviously. obviously. But in the meantime, I think it was about uh, March, April, that uh, Def Leppard announced they were touring and touring <sighs> Hysteria in its entirety. Now, Hysteria is, I believe, one of the top five albums of all time, of my generation or our generation anyway. Mm. It is phenomenal. And um, we, we would be the Gen Xers. Now, do you know I found out today what the current generation is called? Um, no, I don't know what it is. Because I'm, I'm not hip to the groove, right? So, you've got the baby yep. boomers. Yep. Then you've got us, which is the Gen X. Yep. And then there was Gen Y. Mm-hmm. And then there's Gen Z or Z. The current lot are either going to be called uh, Generation Alpha, so going back to the Greek lettering, mm-hmm. or Gen I. Gen because I. because in their identify lifetime, no <laughs> they identify as people no yeah. um because in their lifetime they've never been without a smartphone and obviously the people who basically came that to fruition was oh. well we are the i generation you know iphone yeah but you see iPad. that annoys me though because that's just apple branding well i understand what, i'm an android i don't i've never had an iphone in my life no but have you had an iriver the no. off- aftermarket mp3 player no, I did have an iPod for a while, I must yeah. say. Though. And Or you don't drive an i30 from Hyundai? No, I don't. <laughs> no. I don't. So, I don't think Apple own i. Um, it's just they're yeah. the ones who started that. Okay. Look, I can understand the theory. Yeah. So, they're the yeah. i generation. Okay. It'll see. So, yeah. So, Hysteria. Um, so, that excited me. So, that was on the Thursday mm. of the same week we we're going to be in Melbourne. Yes. So, I said, look, yeah, look, we can do that. We can stay in Melbourne. Exactly. Uh, Dinner date with me and my wife on the Wednesday night. There you go. Which was lovely. Yeah, so, and then, of course, amongst all that, uh, we found out that Rick Price um, was playing his original debut album, Heaven Knows, in its entirety Mm. on tour and playing back here in Bernie. So, we went, that's on the Friday night. Cool. We'll lock that in, too. So, we had tickets for three gigs in four days. Woo! Now, now what you don't know about all this is that in the mix of all this happening, Mm. Gang of Views, which I love Gang of Views. I don't know if you know Gang of Views. They're an Aussie band. Not familiar with their Um, work. Yeah, they're- 
they basically kicked in a triple J pretty well, but uh, they are a phenomenal band, mm-hmm. um, getting a huge following now. And they decided that they were touring. And bugger me if they weren't at the Forum in Melbourne on the Wednesday night of the week we are going to be in Melbourne. And wow. I've gone, you fucking what, what now? now? So, this is fate, right? Yes. So, I said, that's it. We'll see. Sam Smith Tuesday. Yes. Gang of Views Wednesday. Yes. Jeff Leppard Thursday. Hysteria Rick when you're Price near. Friday. Bang. Yep. Um, it'll be awesome. And it'll be four completely different styles of music, which will be great. Uh, yes. Um, so, couldn't get the Gang of Views tickets, though. They sold don't. out. Like, jumped on. I was there on the spot. Um, but, of course, as a lot of people don't seem to realise, because they're a bit on the silly side, is if you've got- you know, 50,000 people all wanting 5,000 tickets. It's just luck. It's yeah. not that the system's screwed up. Or it's not that Ticketmaster don't do it properly. It's not that you got ripped off. People, it's just luck. That's all it, it just is. is. And I didn't get lucky. So, we didn't get the tickets. So, so be it. But did actually get tickets to go and see them the following Wednesday in Hobart. <laughs> so, so, essentially, it's not four gigs in four days, but it's four gigs in about what? I don't know, 10 days. That's fantastic. So, but we saw Sam Smith, and I must admit, Sam Smith was... Amazing. Was he as good as Simon? Um, Look, I haven't actually seen Simon live, but I've heard (laughs) Simon's all right. (laughs) For those roadies who are going, what the fuck are they talking about? Fuck Simon? I think that comes back to, I think that's single digits, South Road Boys. Oh, you reckon? It would be a long time ago. It'd be be close to single digits. That would have been when I bought the tickets, I reckon. That was, that's probably what brought it up. That's exactly. So, it'd be single digits. I reckon it's sub 10. We're having a conversation about um, artists. And for whatever reason, I decided to call Sam Smith, Simon Smith, and Troy's going, <laughs> who the fuck Simon Smith? <laughs> and I'm that like, you know, so and, I'd sing this, and he went, you don't mean Sam. And I went, oh. And I worked out that I actually have a-, uh, a, a a married a relation by a relation by marriage, whose name is Simon Smith, <laughs> and I can guarantee you, without a shadow of a doubt, they are not related. So. <laughs> it's just so funny. So the, the guy was amazing for a guy that sings about heartbreak and breakups every song. He's actually mm. really funny, mm. which was great. It, it was a nice little mix in between tracks. Like he'd you know make a few jokes and. Really great at communicating with the crowd. And the guy can sing, and his backing singers in the band were just phenomenal. It was a great gig. Mm, really, mm. really great gig. So, we got that one done. I was pretty happy with that. Um, Thursday definitely becomes around. That's the one that I'm looking for. Mm. You know, teenage Troy that used to listen to Hysteria and his HQ Holden um, is just over the moon about yep. going to see Hysteria. Every song from that album, live. Not just the big hits, which- in order? Seven of them were singles anyway. In order of the album. Nice. Nice. Um, so, um, we're sitting down. We're waiting for that. Uh, a lot more Bogans in the crowd for this one than there was for Sam Smith, surprisingly. Really? Yeah. Look, I wouldn't have picked that. A, smi- a smidge more <laughs> denim and flannel? Uh, a smidge more denim and flannel. Uh, a smidge more rock chick. I did like that. Yes. I don't mind a rock chick. Rock chicks were right. And, um, I, and I reckon that the mullet- there was ratio would have been a little bit higher. There were mullets aplenty. Yep. Lots of Def Leppard shirts. Lots of them. Yep. And was, do you think that the, um, that the LBGTIQ community was as represented heavily as it was at Sam or probably not? I reckon there's probably, you know, three or four more at no. Sam. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Just a thought. Yep. Um, so look, Def Leppard were great. The mm. whole concert was great. Um, but I have a problem with it. But they were great when we saw them 10 years ago. I see. I thought they were phenomenal when we saw them 10 years ago. Mm. If you remember that gig, the first song, well, everyone was pretty much on their feet and uh, no one sat down for the whole gig. Oh, we almost sat down when they said, here's one off the new album. And we were like, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. And then they went, that was the last one off the new album. <laughs> but remember, yeah. all that, but Cheap Trick was the, the support act as well and they, they were, were awesome. But you see, that, this is what I remember, though. I didn't believe they were. I thought they were pretty crap. The audio was shit. Yeah, because we found out later on that the lead singer actually had laryngitis. Yeah. So, Not that enough was crappy. Yeah, so that, that didn't work for me. I was disappointed by that because I thought Cheap Trick would be wonderful. But that, that entire Def Leppard gig, basically everyone stood up, knew every word of every song, and it was just great. Mm. Like, you walked out of there high as a kite on just adrenaline. Uh, uh, <laughs> adrenaline. 
Adrenaline. <laughs> this time around, um, I think I stood up for three songs. Really? Yeah. Um, Is that because you're so old? There, there, there was no real conversation. Like, I would have loved conversation between the tracks, little stories about the tracks and, you know, what this meant and where they wrote it or recorded it or something. And You know, like, just some kind of info. Because mm. that album is so engraved into people's souls that love that music when they grew up. You'd love to know more about it. Yeah, but that's a big album. Like, if you've got jibber-jabber in between times, that's you get, you're there for four hours. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need to be a lot, though. I mean, they still played another half a dozen songs after it from other albums. But maybe they're not so much of the talky-talky. Maybe it's yeah. like, you know what? We wrote the songs. Everyone loves them. You didn't come here to hear me talk. You came here to hear this song. But here's the thing, though. So, it was great. It really was. Mm. But there were no peaks for me. And this is the difference between a great gig and an amazing gig. Yeah, yeah. You know, you walk out of a gig and you're like, man, that song. I've, I've never heard that song live and it was amazing. Or that guitar solo, what he did, like, that was incredible. Or when he hit that note, was just amazing. I didn't realize he could yeah, even yeah, hit yeah, that yeah. note anymore. Yep. There were none of those moments to talk about afterwards. All I kept saying was, yeah, it was great. So, for me, that's a little bit of a letdown. Oh, you didn't have a gentleman's moment in your pants. No, it was still great, and I still loved it, and it was it was phenomenal to listen to that album. Mm. But it was a great concert. It wasn't a phenomenal concert. Mm. Hmm. So fair enough. Yeah, maybe I wasn't drunk enough. <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Um, and then, of course, we came home and saw. Um, I said Rick Price, Australian yes. singer songwriter uh, from the nineties, playing his debut album uh, Heaven Knows mm. in its entirety as well. So, oh, fantastic. Um, and that was- So, we've gone from Sam Smith, who was just an incredible artist, to Def Leppard, who would just rock out, mm. to uh, Rick Price, who is just a, an absolute phenomenal musical artist in this country. Mm. Um, he went from being, you know, a singer back in the day. Like, obviously, he was a musician too, but now I see him as an actual artist, not a musician. Yeah, Guy yeah, yeah. Guy's amazing. So, man, it was um, a really good time. But here's the funny thing about Def Leppard. So, Cheap Trick back then, uh, I said, had laryngitis, right? That was their support. Yes. The support this year was Scorpion. Take me in the magic of the moment. So, I'm glad you knew that. Because a lot of people like Scorpion, all day, like, you know, winds have changed. And oh, yeah. yeah. And that's the only song they know. But these guys have been around for a while and have probably got 10 albums or something. They've been around a long time. For some um, reason, I, I, whenever I get that song in my head, I don't know whether or not it was part of the film clip or whether or not it was that song was overlaid somewhere. I remember, I associate that song with the coming down to the Berlin Wall. Yeah, that's that that was the film clip. That oh, was well, what it go. was all about. Yeah, that that whole song yes. was about the Berlin Wall coming down. Ah, oh, there you go. Hey, yeah. two points for Joe. Well done. <laughs> Good job. So Thanks uh, for playing. <laughs> unfortunately, I go and have a drink at uh, the Corner Hotel in Richmond with a friend of mine, uh, Jason, uh, before the gig. Hey, yeah. I was meeting, hey, I was yeah. meeting Jazz there later on. Yes. And, hey, Jason. Uh, hey, Jason. Hey, Jason. He said, have you, he said, have you heard the news? I'm like, what, what news? What news? Uh, Scorpion aren't playing now. <sighs> Lee Singer. Shut the front door. He's got throat issues. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. I'm like- It's the Def Leppard kiss of what death. What the fuck are Def Leppard doing in the support <laughs> acts? <laughs> well, well, maybe. That's the way you get to be the support act is, you know, open up and say, ah, uh, wrong So, band. that was disappointing. That would have been great to see them kick off because they're still a good rock band. They actually rock out. So, what happened? Who who supported? No one. Um, Dallas Crane, um, who was an old Aussie band. Oh. They've been around for a while. Um, I knew the name, didn't really know them as such. Yeah. Um, they just got someone at the last second just to come in and play. As they said, we'll sit at home on our couch. We weren't even meant to be here. Like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old clerks. I'm not even yeah. supposed to be here today. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, so that was a bit of a that was a bit of a downer actually, because I was quite looking forward to that. Yeah, it's definitely. Well, just stop fucking over your support acts. And they didn't play Sydney either on the next night or the mm-hmm. whatever. Actually, it might have been Saturday night. They didn't play that gig either. So wow. Yeah. So that was my week. It was a pretty big wow. week. Um, I'm going to throw another bit in there too. Whilst I was there, and I told you about this, I went and seen A Star Is Born. Saw. The movie at- saw A Star yeah, Is Born. Yes, yeah, saw. Went and seen. What the fuck's yeah. going on? English, English doesn't need to be the victim here, Troy. Author, not a talker. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, Bradley Hashtag. Cooper, Lady Gaga. Um, yes. And as I said, I'm not going to give away much about the movie because you need to see it, but- 
That is a phenomenal powerhouse of a motherfucking movie. And if everyone hasn't seen it, mm. please go and see it. But be aware, um, unless you have, have a heart of stone, mm. you will have a few teary moments. Oh, okay. It's one of those. Uh, oh, yeah. But great movie. And it will hit you in the guts hard in places. So good. Now, quick question. How do you piss off Lady Gaga? I don't know, Joe. How do you piss off Lady Gaga? Poker face. Poker face. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming. I'm here all week. Tip the waitresses. It's normally me that does the dumb jokes. (sighs) That's my only. clam chowder. (laughs) Fucking idiot. (laughs) I like that. That's actually funny. Mm. Now, you've been on a whirlwind tour and you were in Melbourne. I was. I did the reverses and I went to um, the southern tropical paradise that is Tasmania and whilst you were watching rock gods and pop singers and, and uh, you know, true Aussie talent, I went to Richmond and had a look at a bridge. <laughs> I did know, saw some photos and I didn't know whether or not this shows how well we know each other, roadies, because mm. we don't know what each other are doing in our lives. How rude. Mm. Um, but I didn't know if they were new photos. No. Or the old photos you just hadn't posted on the social yet. Yeah, no new photos, but save it, for, you know, save it for the podcast. Don't talk. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I just kind of point out too the little. I did see a photo of you and your your lovely sister, my shitster. Yes, yeah, and shitster, nice. Uh, and I, I've got to ask, mm. was it a skull cap or was it a backwards cap? Backwards so it's hard cap. to tell. Right, so backwards I don't know how cap. you wear the backwards cap that doesn't have the strap on the front because that was one of those just one sides. Kind of fits all and just goes on the head thing. I have always dreamed of my whole life of having a fitted baseball cap because I just think they are the shinizzle, mm-hmm. right? Always have. But I could only get the snapbacks. Like, that's all we sold. Unless, yep. of course, you go to the, the Americas and you just go to Baseball Caps Are Us and you get one off the rack and it's all fitted oh, or whatever. Oh, nice. Mm. But I didn't do that. I got that for my birthday. Oh, from, really? From my children. That is so cool because I'm, as you know, I'm a fan of the backward baseball cap these days. I'm mm. bringing it back. Mm. I do like it. It's a, I guess, thing. It's a, it's a very funky, casual look that takes no fucking effort whatsoever. Yes, exactly. Um, and, but when I saw that, I thought, wow, that's fitted well to your head. And it looked like a skull cap. It does. And mm. it's not, it's not a perfect fit. So it's probably, it's got a size range of maybe two or three sizes. Mm-hmm. So it's got, a, it's got a little bit of elastic in there. So it kind of fits it. Um, it, what you didn't see is it's got black stitching on the front, which says STK, which is St. Kilda. Oh, it is and, a St. Kilda cap. Okay. And on the side, like, and like a really small, about, about the same size as your thumb. Yeah. Is just, Red, white, and black. Just a little thing on the side. Nice. So, it doesn't even look like a footy cap, but, um, yeah. It's one of those stylish footy caps. I think so. Yeah. I, I've, my wife will be seen out in public with me, so it can't be too bogey. Nice. I liked it. Look cool. Mm, thanks very much. Yeah. Um, so, no, we were down in Hobart Town for Ooh. a wedding. Oh, that's exciting. It was. It was a lovely wedding. It was, um, uh, the, it was, look- the bride and groom loved the great outdoors. The bride wore cowboy boots underneath her dress. Cool. One of the most spectacular views I've ever had at a wedding, which is overlooked these beautiful mountains. Um, and after the reception, anyone who wanted to could camp with the bride and groom who had a swag at the back of the reception hall. Ah, oh, so this is like a bit of a, a thoughtful Troy orgy. <laughs> I, I'm hoping it didn't turn there because the bride was my cousin. <laughs> but it is Tasmania, Joe. Yeah, but no so one else allowed. Was, but no one else was related, so I don't know what oh, she's doing with nah. somebody else's family. That's no fun. No, no, that's, that's <laughs> like someone's cheating on you <laughs> <laughs> with another family. <laughs> uh, uh, and so that's why I was in 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 Hobart Town. Nice. Definitely uh, not as adventurous as yours. I was speaking of adventurous. I did miss out one little fact about my week in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, go. So, we flew back on Friday afternoon. Mm. Um, we missed the uh, the multiple stabbing shooting car explosion by about two hours in the mall oh. in, in Melbourne. Now, we were there about a couple of hours earlier. And I said, how weird would it have been to finish off that week suddenly seeing some nutter 
mm. go crazy and try and freaking stab everyone. Now, let's have a chat about that. Now, right, let's we, bring that one up. We won't talk about the, the, the person who got stabby or his motivations for it or what they think about him because I don't think that's what the roadies want. What I want to talk about yep. is Trolley Man. <laughs> um, man, I'm already- I actually had this on my list of things to bring up. Team Trolley Man. Now, <laughs> the thing that annoys me at the moment- I, and it, Oh, it's, is this, like, this going to no, be that rant from Joe? It's just, no, it's just an annoyance. Oh, it's not it's, a shit. not very often. Okay. I right. know. But I can- I, well, No, I'm just, I'd just be trying to hype it and there's no hype there. Right um, so, for those people who don't know- um, uh, there was a man who decided that he would try and hurt people um, with the intent to kill as many people as he could around the Burke Street Mall area in the city. So he put some gas city, bottles. City of Melbourne. For city of Melbourne, by the way. Yeah. Mm. So he put some gas bottles in his car, opened those up, and was hoping they were going to explode. Didn't really, I th- don't think, understand how they work, that if they're not connected to something, the valve doesn't open. Yeah. So there wasn't gas everywhere. Um, then took a knife and unfortunately took one man's life and, and stabbed another two people. Two coppers were there, um, young, fresh out of the academy. Yeah, one was three months out. Three months out of the academy. Um, so, I mean, these, these men and women are trained for that, but, you know, you don't expect at three months on the job that you're going to be coming face-to-face with someone who's trying to fucking kill you with a knife. Mm. And there was a guy there who was homeless, a homeless man living on the streets. Michael Rogers was his name. Um, who had a shopping trolley, which is probably the way he keeps most of his stuff. I'm assuming so, but it was empty, which is interesting. So, well, it, I don't know. It wasn't the first time he pushed him, though. There was a, uh, we live in the, the age where you can actually see this in Dolby 5.1 surround sound, um, 1080p. From <laughs> 3D. 15, 3D <laughs> from, from 15 different angles. And I think it's even in 4K now. So, um, <laughs> uh, Michael decided that- uh, and and look, let's put this in context. Michael has been on occasion on the wrong side of the law. Yep. Um, and he's made some mistakes, but you know what? He's out in society, um, and he's chosen to not take up the offer of housing, and um, for whatever reason, uh, lives on the streets. And I'm sure he probably would prefer not to, but at the moment he does. He saw these young coppers, what he thought was in a bit of trouble, um, and also there was a threat to other people, and he instinctively <laughs> tried to to take out the attacker with a shopping trolley. Yeah, basically tried to take his feet out, his legs out from under him with the trolley. And you know what? Mm. He didn't take the feet out, but he fucking slowed him down. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he really held him up. And I, he distracted the guy from the coppers. And I it just gave a little bit of barrier too. That was the other thing. Like it, it didn't allow a, flea, a, a free fly from him to the cops. There was just something that was just throwing everything out of whack for him. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, um, the assailant, as we'll call him, um, oh, the the yeah, the guy who did the attacks, uh, went after the coppers because they were the only ones who were within, I suppose, arms reach. Now they yep. had bat they had batons and they'd been trained to use those and they were trying to do what they could to actually uh, arrest this guy, take him down whilst he wasn't able to hurt anyone else. Unfortunately, um, he got to a point where they felt in fear of either their safety or somebody else's, and one of the young officers who had to take action and and shot this man, who has since died. Now, my heart goes right out to this young copper, three months out of the academy, and you have to take someone's life. I know. that The the thing that I see from that, which I think is incredibly impressive, uh, and it'd be easy to do, the instinct was not to shoot. Their instinct was to take him down. They were trying for probably a couple of minutes. I mean, it's hard to tell because time goes so quick and that maybe a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we only saw snippets too, so we don't know Correct. the full length of it. Um, but they were letting him swing the knife and they were just backing away and they were trying to move forward again. And, and you they, could see they weren't mouth. just saying, oh, they, they yeah, were they yelling. Yeah, they were. They weren't just going to try and, okay, I wasn't just, we're going to take you down. They were trying mm. everything within their power to actually get him down safely and arrest him. Correct. They, I, 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 there, I, there is, in my opinion, and I have fucking, who cares about my opinion anyway, but in my opinion, they have nothing to answer for. I think they did everything they possibly could to, first of all, uh, arrest this guy, and then second, to protect the public and themselves. So, unfortunately, this man lost his life, um, and 
you know, he's got family, so I feel sorry for them. I don't know about him. That's not really the point. Now, Michael, Michael Rogers is the guy who's trolley man, um, has become a bit of an internet sensation. <laughs> yes. And one of the favourite things that I've seen just recently is a picture of the Melbourne skyline uh, cartoon character style. Mm. And instead of a bat signal, it's a bat signal shopping with, trolley. with a shopping trolley. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> shopping trolley man. Um, the thing that's made me a little bit pissed off a little bit is mm. the- um, and people have realised that he's homeless and he told his story yeah. and, and you can watch all the clips of that or whatever. Um, so, there's a GoFundMe page. Yep, I've, he, got it. I've actually got yeah. it on my screen right now and I was going to bring it up too, so it's interesting that you're on the same all page. Right, well, I'll let you go with that. I'll tell you the bit that really annoys me. So, Okay, well, at this moment, I'll just give it a, gave it a refresh. Give it mm. a refresh. Why can I not speak English? In public well, you know, English. I'm mentally also. drained after seeing too many musical- This is the thing, kids. Don't see music live. It doesn't ruin your hearing. It actually blends your brain. Don't do it. Um, so, currently on the GoFundMe page, they set a goal of 45 grand, which I thought was pretty- Who's they, by the way? Pretty. Um, well, this is- They is actually- um, It is the Melbourne Homeless Collective. Now, I don't know who they are, but they are a registered charity. Mm-hmm. So, they set up this GoFundMe page with a thank you hashtag trolleyman, um, in which they've Hang got on. a thing next to it as well. Yeah. Keep on going, but I'll go back to another story of a okay. GoFundMe. Go. I, I'll, I've probably got that story up ready to go too. This <laughs> is the thing. We don't discuss what we talk about before we do no, this. So we probably um, should. <laughs> we probably should. Oh, yeah. But then it would sound like we knew what we were doing. Um, so, it was a $45,000 goal that they put on there, which I think is pretty high anyway. Um, it's currently up to one hundred and twenty-eight grand, which is, got to say, it's a shit ton of money. Well, the thing is, what this does is the the Melbourne Homeless Collective have been able to say that someone who is uh, sleeping rough, doing it doing it tough, living on the streets, this is a, an opportunity for a lot of very free publicity to highlight the awareness of people who have made mistakes um, and or may or may not have yep. you know physical or mental impairments who are living on the streets, yep. and, and and them raising this money isn't coming out of the very limited budget they have. But what it does do is let them highlight and, I suppose, an awareness that there are people who are homeless in Australia, um, and it's generally not because of their own choice. So let's let's get as much awareness as possible. And they've been very open about the fact that this guy has made mistakes in his past. He's not just an innocent. No, but he's 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 out. So yep. the society has deemed that he's paid yep. penance, and he's worthy of a second chance. Yeah. Hmm. Now. Now I'm still curious where you're at that with the with the thing that's that's frustrating you and the and thing got that your, sh- got your ranty okay. oh, ranty Joe the thing that shits me the Fanta rant is coming ah uh, okay right. is I think it was um what was his name uh, one of the one of the chief of police his name is Graham Ashton okay yeah I don't know Graham personally so okay. we'll- just run with that. Now, Graham said he didn't want to say anything at the time because he didn't want to shit all over um, uh, Mr. Rogers' good name. Yep. But he's come out and said he did the wrong thing. Shouldn't have got involved. Now, mm-hmm. I get that the coppers are trained. But you know what? Joe Average has decided that he wants to help stop someone who is and has just stabbed and killed one person, but stabbed two others, police officers are trying to fend him off. He's used a weapon, a shopping trolley granted, to try and help out. And now this fucking Graham Ashton's shitting all over him saying, should have just walked away, buddy. Don't help out. We don't need you. And that just okay. annoys me. I can see why it annoys me, but I'm just going to play devil's advocate to this one. Please do. Bit, because you normally do it to me. So yeah, yeah, as you should. Is, this is fun. I, I don't get to do this very often. Um, I watched the footage when we got back into Tasmania, when we flew back into Winyard, or the Bernie Winyard Airport. Mm-hmm. Um, happened to jump on the phone. <laughs> Bernie Winyard International Airport. International Airport. Yeah. Hell was yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Flying to King uh, Island twice weekly. <laughs> Just on King Island, motherfucker. Um, so I've turned the phone on off flight mode, of course. It's come up and I've looked at the Google and bang it. So I was like, 
do you realize basically you know we missed this by a couple of hours we were mm. in the mall we were there um that'll happen and i watched a few of the vi- bit of the video footage that had come up obviously from social media facebook that kind of thing and i'm watching it and i went for a period of time when they were avoiding this guy and trying to get to a point where they could take him down and this and that and and they weren't they were good enough and i think he might have been a little bit the assailant well, i don't know if he was drunk or drugged or i think he's a bit out of it might have just maybe mental i don't know mm. but they weren't getting to a point where they were actually hurt getting close enough to hurt them mm. um so my thinking is why did they shoot him at that point so they've taken that they went in a situation where essentially their life was in danger at that moment so why did they choose that moment to shoot him and it makes me wonder was it because the likes of Trolley Man were in the vicinity and they were there and they're at risk? And was it because then others were then thinking, we need to go and help too? Well, and there was another and guy suddenly, who rocked up with yeah, a cafe chair. Yeah, and suddenly it's like, okay, we've lost control of the situation now. We've got innocent people that are now in the line of stabby fire. Yes. We've got to make sure now that those people don't get hurt. So I've got to make the decision to shoot this guy and take him down. Uh, and did they make that decision, though, based on the fact that- Trolley Man uh, was there? That Trolley Man and someone else with a chair has come in and there might be a chance. I mean, I'm actually, look at it this way. If they hadn't shot him and that person had lunged out and stabbed one of those Trolley Man or Chair Man, any, any well, some more furniture or moving <laughs> implements. <laughs> any of the urban, yeah. uh, urban yep. uh, heroes? Yeah. Dagwood Dog David. Um <laughs> Um, if he'd actually reach <laughs> Does out- Does he shove st- a stick up your ass? Is that how we get you? And <laughs> stab one of- it's, it's, it's how you get the sauce. Um, <laughs> stab one of those guys in the neck and kill yeah. them. Then it'd be like, why didn't you take him down earlier? And they'd be like, well, well every- these people shouldn't have been there. So, I don't know, mate. Did they force him, the copper, to have to shoot? I just wonder that. I don't know. But you know what? Yeah. We're also not a news- network either so fuck no we're know. not but you know what like everyone would have been i think everyone agrees that everyone was saying shoot him shoot him shoot him and those cops didn't those cops waited and waited and waited the footage that i saw one of the cops went down um the the attacker lunged at him and he he stumbled and that's when as he was getting to the feet the attacker was moving forward again and it's that point that i saw the footage where he got shot so okay. obviously and i think it was probably I think Trolley Man and Chairboy um, were probably a contributing factor on there was just so much activity that those coppers had to think about. Mm, they, I think that's they, what it is. You know, they, they lost a little bit of control of that environment. So, essentially, oh, uh, look- But how, well, how can you control an environment like that? Like, it was just- I, I just don't think the, the chief of police- I, I just- You know what? No matter what he says, that's not going to stop the next Trolley Man- for, no. for trying to do the right thing. Especially so, not if you're going to get 128 grand for it. <laughs> fucking I don't know. But, you know. I, I, since then, like, even today while I was at work, I just walked around town just pushing the shopping trolley just in case. Just exactly. in case something happened. Why wouldn't you? I know. I'm, I'm carrying a Dagwood dog, man, everywhere I go. And all you need to do is, you know, hang out near Howie and something's going to happen. Oh, that's a guarantee. <laughs> Absolute guarantee. Now, I'm going to throw in one more thing before you get on to the next topic. Because sure. we don't like doing serious podcasts. We like to fuck around and be stupid. Uh, and I must admit, that photo you put on my screen. Yes. Or the bat single, um, symbol with the trolley. That's fucking yeah. funny. That's it gold. Just. Um, <laughs> but I'm just going to throw it out there now that um, if one nutcase who has had relationship issues, has had drug issues, has had drinking issues, goes out and wants to blow a car up and stab some people, I don't care what anyone fucking says. That's not terrorism. It's someone with issues. Yeah, um, there's, the, there's- the media drum it up so quick. It's not fucking terrorism, people. Look up the definition of terrorism. Mm. That's not what that is. That's a fucking nutcase that's lost control. Yep, and has done something terrible. And, and I don't know. Look, and, and unfortunately, because of uh, his name and mm-hmm. perhaps his 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 beliefs. That's that's what it is. Look, if, if it had been Joe Average, if it had been Joe Mather or Troy Barnes that had done that, it would have been mental issues. Split well, up exactly. with his wife, got drug and you know um, alcohol dependence. Obviously, well, lost his mind. Well, it's like the guy who um, 
well, wasn't the guy who drove up Burke Street. He was he was not of that particular uh, ethnicity or, or. I don't believe so. That's actually faith. in court. At, that's in court at the moment too. I think. Yeah, and hmm. and he was just seen as a stupid bogan. Yep. And like this guy who's who's done this thing is has not got all four oars in the water. Something no. has gone horrendously wrong in his world where he feels that that is an appropriate response to whatever's happening. Um, I, I I can't imagine anyone in his family going, yep, fuck, you did the right thing. Mm. Because generally when we talk about terrorism, it is about inflicting a maximum amount of damage to a maximum amount of people. Yep. Um, with a, at least a little bit of planning, nothing this guy did had either of those effects. No. No, he was just... Um just a little bit screwed in the head, unfortunately. Yeah. And and here's another thing, too. I, I was talking about it today with someone. Um, I'm certain there have been more stabbings in Victoria this year. Mm. Um, no one's talking about them at all. No. I guarantee you. Guarantee you know, someone's been- someone's got- it, This was out in the open. This was someone with a bit of a ethnic appearance and maybe some values and beliefs- and that's why it's all over the papers. But um, and he got shot on camera. And he got shot on camera. Yeah, and that's the yeah. thing we live in a, you know, we live in a world, we live in a country at the moment where they reckon. I think the stat now is that sixty odd women so far have been killed this year through, um, <sighs> through abuse, yeah, physical abuse. Um, you know, like there's there's other stats we can concentrate on without pulling the terrorism card out. It was a terrible thing that happened, but yeah, let's absolutely. Get, let's get control of it, not just let the media brain wipe us. Yeah, exactly. But moving forward, yeah, let's be on, funny now. Have you got a joke? Well, <laughs> well no, I, I don't. I have. I have. Um, good people turn bad. Yeah, so I reckon. I know this is another GoFundMe, is it? It is. Is this yeah. the American couple? Yeah. So I'll start off with it because <laughs> I don't have the information in front of me. From my memory, okay. Is, there was a, a young lady who was, I think, early 20s, possibly, mm-hmm. um, driving along and car ran out of petrol. Yes. Or gas, as they call it, because I believe it is was gas. in the Americas. Gas. It was in the Americas, yep. And a homeless bloke was nearby as her car homeless ran out of gas. Homeless veteran, too. Homeless vet. So, this man mm. had served his country, and as they say in the United States, thank you for your service. Um, fuck, before we go any further- <laughs> Yeah. No, I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. I promise I'll come back to it. Right. Veterans, remember that. Can you also do me a favour? Yeah. The um the roadies can't see this. Can you put um your face back on the screen for me so I can see who I'm talking to? Because you've still got the screen reversal going. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, sorry. I didn't realise. <laughs> <laughs> we love- th- We're good with tech. Yeah, I thought I'd unshared. Um, anyway, so this guy, <laughs> ex-veteran, um, has- Ended up being homeless, which I think in the United States is a lot easier to do than what it is in Australia. Yeah, I don't uh, think there's- Johnny Bobbitt, his name is. Oh, not John and, Wayne and, Bobbitt. And I, I, don't, it's not, I don't think it's the man that had his uh, penis separated from his body. No. Um, and then had it reattached and then did porn. Yes. I think this is a different person. That's a whole different war. <laughs> That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> oh, yes, than ever. Big, mm. big shout out to John or Lorraine if you are listening. Yeah. Um, Love you guys. Um, now- John decided, he saw this young lady get out of a car. He'd obviously jerried that she'd run out of petrol. And he said to her, look, it's probably not wise for you to walk around. You get back in your car, lock the door. I will go and get you petrol or gas and come back. And he has. He's legged it to the nearest servo or gas station, spent 20 bucks yep. or probably his last 20 bucks of his own money. Mm-hmm. Um and filled up her thing, and he gave her 20 bucks worth of petrol so that she'd be guaranteed to be able to get home. Not just a quick five bucks splash and dash, like he 20 bucks worth of petrol, which, you know, that's going to get most people home. Yeah. Um, and, and she was so moved by this that this guy spent his last 20 bucks to make sure she was looked after, she was safe. She then started to dropped things past him, I believe, some food and some blankets and and then decided to set up a GoFundMe page. This is where I'll leave it to you because I think you've probably got a bit more info than I do. Look, I don't know. I've got a page up on me and I know a bit about the story, but I don't know heaps. But essentially, so they set up the GoFundMe page and look, this thing 
it went worldwide, similar to Trolley Man. Um, it went worldwide and it got to a point where it generated over 400 grand. Now, that is US. also over 400 grand US, exactly. So, we're talking probably, what, 500 over here? Plus, oh, probably close to six. There you go. So, over half a million dollars, roadies, Australian. Ching, ching. For a gentleman that is living on the streets, um, obviously doesn't have anything to his name. And for whatever reason, I don't know a lot of his background story. Um, obviously, he isn't doing it well in life. Um, so, you know, I believe there were some drug issues and so forth. But look, I don't know the homeless population, but I would assume that there are probably a high population of people that live on the street that have dependence issues. Um, but that's only an assumption coming from someone who has got no facts in front of them. Um, but that's right, boys, worth worship. Yeah, this was a great uh, story. It was, it was phenomenal. Even I was mm. following this story initially going, wow. That, that is going to change that man's life forever. That's just a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And But you know what? I think the reason why people responded to it, one, is because it is the Americas, two, because he is a serviceman, um, and three, because it was his last 20 bucks. He did something nice. He didn't need to. And, and isn't it and amazing it was his last how- 20 bucks. Yeah. And 20 bucks in his world is a lot more than 20 bucks in yours and my world. Yeah. But isn't it funny, too, though, how his story is about People that don't have much are more probable to help. Mm. Mm. It's, it, it happens quite often. Anyway, so, of course, this has happened and it's amazing. Um, but then thing goes shit ton crazy. It just gets out of control because um, apparently they did. They bought him a caravan. I want to mm-hmm. say a caravan, a van, so a drivable van. Yep. So, he wouldn't be living on the streets and, and, and a few other bits and pieces. But- the money never actually made it to him. So, the couple mm. who did the great act, and it's a phenomenal thing to do and such a nice thing to do. Look, I don't know whether there was an, any intention to do the wrong thing at the start or well, whether they- maybe once the money got so high, it was just too much to kind of give away. They couldn't do it. But they decided to start using it for themselves. Well, I think I think their, orig- I think their original- intention was that of gratitude because you know even the guy was there he was saying you know 700 bucks is that's going to change my world i saw a video of him i watched a video of him when she gave him some cash and it was like 400 bucks or 700 bucks or they told him that's what the the gofundme was up to at the time and he was like that that changes my world that really like a thousand dollars changes my world so that's how hard up on his luck this guy was. And then she was dropping off. You know, she initially basically just gave him stuff so that when he was sleeping rough, it wasn't as rough. You know, he had blankets yeah. and, and all, and he had a bit of food and all that kind of stuff. And then I think with the very best of intentions, they, they started the GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then obviously they bought him the van, like they yep. bought him the car. And, and one of the reasons I believe they bought the van that I did read was that they knew there was some past dependence issues. So, yep. instead of giving him cash, they tried to give him something that would actually help his life. Yeah, but the reality of it is, if anyone is an addict or anyone knows an addict, um, something like a vehicle will be sold very exactly quickly right. if that person's an addict. But the, the reality of it is, you know, they set up that, and I think they had the best intentions. Uh, I think, like you, I think they just went, oh, shit, son, well, we're giving yeah. him a car. That should be enough. Well, they initially um, went to raise 10000 That was the initial goal. Yep. 10 grand, which is a lot of money still. If $1,000 changing his world, $10,000 yep. basically gets him- He said in this video that would get him a place to live and the ability to get a job. Yeah. And this guy, he didn't save a life. He helped someone out in a time of need. So, suddenly yep. getting 10 grand for that act of kindness, I mean, that is a phenomenal thing. To get 400 mm. grand, that's out of control. So, Boom. of course, it all went bad. I went down the tubes very quickly. Um it got legal, but here's where the story gets really cool. Mm. GoFundMe actually have a process where if a system is set up for money and the person that money is supposed to go to is failed, that the person who set it up doesn't forward the money to where it was meant to be, mm. they will still back it up and they will still get that money to the person it was meant to go to initially. And GoFundMe will then go after the other person for the- And, and for they'll the, sort out the rest. 
Oh, well and, done, and, GoFundMe. And I think that's actually pretty cool. I've always thought GoFundMe, to be honest, is a little bit raw. Like, the people... People use GoFundMe for the most ridiculous fucking stupid things. It frustrates me. And people get sucked into it. And it well, could be anything. It, it's online begging. That's that's exactly yeah. what it is. But you know what? If if you if you if you are able to sell people a story or a dream, and that's whether or not that's to produce an album, to make a movie, to to help someone get off their feet, to I don't care what it is. If you're able to get some people to donate, because that's all it is. You're asking people to donate money for whatever cause you think is worthy. Yep. Whether or not I agree with all those causes, I probably don't. But, fuck, you know, why not? The thing that I love the most is that GoFundMe says, if you set up a fund for somebody else and that other person doesn't get the money and they can prove that they didn't get the money, we'll back it up and then we will come after you, the person who stole the money, to recover our losses. Yep. So uh, th- that is the best story in it all, the fact that this guy, at the end of the day, is still going to get what everyone, all these 14,000 people, wanted to give him, which is a new and, start in life. And that's the thing that blows me away. He's raised over 400... They have raised over 400,000 people dollars from 14,000 14,000. Yeah, I know. That's, that's... I mean, do math. I, I can't, but... It's that's, more than ten bucks each. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> it really is pretty impressive. So it's they like must fifty have, bucks each or something. Yeah, there, there would have been. Oh well, if you're looking at fourteen or ten, is one hundred and forty grand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you average. So there must have been some big donations in there from certain individuals or companies or, or, or corporates groups, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Else. So look, it's it was a wonderful story, and um, at the end of the day, he's going to get what he's owed because a lot of people obviously felt some kindness in their own souls. Mm. For the fact that he was kind, and, and I think that's a really nice story. Um, the one that I find really funny, uh, which isn't the same as this, but people love an online petition, don't they? Oh, oh they're don't everywhere they now. ever. If there is something people don't like now, you know what you do? Online Start petition. an online petition. Because yeah. that changes the world. Oh, doesn't it ever, Joe? Well, does it change it any more or less <laughs> than an, a, a not online petition? Well, I don't know, but the problem- that I get with online petitions is that yes. once again, people just believe what's online without thinking about it, researching it or anything. Ah, ah, yes. But there's no, that's, you know what? There's no different than someone standing there at the supermarket saying, sign this that you don't want to kill babies. True. But you know what? Um, I have a decision to think about it when I'm in person and I can ask that person questions and I can try and get some kind of legitimacy out of it if I wish. People online don't think about anything. Like, for instance, something comes up on Facebook saying, blah, 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 are sitting this person, they should be kicked out of town. Oh, they definitely should be kicked out of town. I've seen that person around. I'm going to share that. Hmm. They don't know that this person has probably made the whole freaking story up at the start because they kicked their dog. Of course. <laughs> you'll kick my dog, you bastard yeah. guy. I mean, someone started an online petition to replay the bloody Collingwood West Coast Grand Final. We fucking lost the game, people. Just get over <laughs> it. Like- it's just the most stupid, stupid things. If I, if there's anything that needs changing in the world, mate, don't talk about it. Just start an online petition. Yeah, but okay, but surely that there, at some point in time, something has changed because of an online petition. I don't know. I'd love to know. Maybe, maybe there is. Maybe it. in the history of online <laughs> petitions, not one thing has changed. That would be interesting. I, maybe I, I actually have never ever actually heard a um, any kind of a a change in whether it be government, uh, law, um, lifestyles, or anything from an online petition. Well, maybe okay. they just go into the never-ending void of online voidness <laughs> and don't but, actually come out anywhere. But maybe what that does is maybe, okay, let's take all the batshit stupid crazy Collingwood West Coast replay the grand final ones out of it, right? Okay, yeah. And let's put it, let's just say it's a real issue. Let's just say um, a Brazilian rainforest tree frog's dying. Like, it's a real <laughs> yep. thing. And we're putting oh, a petition to save them. I love that tree frog. I know, me too. Oh. Um, what it does, maybe the petition- may not stop the logging company tearing down that one particular patch of the Amazon Brazilian rainforest. But maybe what it does is it gets enough people on Facebook going, oh, I'll sign that because it's really easy to just forward. 
and raises awareness mm-hmm. so that when their politicians stand up and say, I want to cut down a Brazilian rainforest, they'll go, well, hang on, what about the frogs? Or the other one goes, I'm going to save the Brazilian rainforest. They go, oh, good, I like frogs. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that's where it actually has its impact and it's not the actual online because there's no way. See, the thing is, and this is the thing that frustrates me. I don't think people realise there's no way to validate the identity of someone who's done an online petition. There's actually no reason to forward it on. I can just go to Facebook and just rip all the names off and just put them on a petition because no one checks. True. I think a true petition to actually, like, that would go to your local council or something like that, I think you actually need to put your name and address. I, I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. Yeah, I guess I, I did. I did find a little note here from um, ABC online, and and oh. uh, there's a question of um, you know, do any of them actually cut through and lead to any real change? The short answer: mm. probably not. <laughs> Pro- probably not. And you know what? I, that that is from a news site, so they should know what they're on about. They should. And yeah. I think probably what it, the only thing it does is maybe raise awareness for that particular issue if there is one. But that's it. Mm. Now, one last thing. One last thing. I, I've got another one last thing as well. So, we'll have oh, one last shit. thing each. Okay. I know. Now, in the in the Americas, I've travelled I've traveled there uh, a couple of times. Yeah. And my fa- grandfather-in-law, so my wife's father's father, um, served for the United States Air Force. He was uh, the highest rank an enlisted man could reach in that particular um, service. And he was- Chief Master Sergeant. Now, I we used to every time we used to go to the states, we would visit with them, and we would always be taken to Travis Air Force Base. Um, and on the base, there are different facilities and amenities. There's medical doctor, there's doctors, and all that kind of stuff that the uh, service men and women could go to. There's also like a country club, I suppose, and we'd go there for the for the Sunday brunch and all that kind of yeah, stuff, and for, would be for a bit of pheasant shooting. Yeah, exactly. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, but every time we'd rock up, uh, Grandpa would have his rank, the uh, the stripes, on a little sticker, which was probably about two and a half centimetres by two and a half centimetres. Mm-hmm. And that was a little sticker that stuck on his windscreen. Now, he would rock up and there would be a, a sentry at the gate and that person would either refer to him as Chief Master Sergeant or Chief if he was of a lower rank, and they were generally a lower rank. Uh, we would pull into a car park, and there would be a car park reserved for a chief master sergeant rank. Um, now, in in America, if you say that you have served, one of the things that they do is say, well, thank you for your service. Just recently, Virgin Australia has decided they are going to give priority boarding or floating the idea of giving priority boarding to Australian servicemen and service women of the armed forces. They are going to acknowledge them, saying thank you for your service, and they will be given priority service. Mm-hmm. In in regards to so you standing there at the airport, they get to go first. What Virgin Australia I don't think has done is taken the heartbeat of the Australian digger who go, fuck off. I don't want anyone <laughs> to go before me. <laughs> um I did what I did because it was my job. They made me stand up there like a tool and go first. There are other people, because what they don't, I don't think they've realised is the Aussie digger, um, the men and women who have served in, in any of the armed forces, get there and go, well, we did it to serve people. We don't want to be put ahead of them. And uh, my favourite part of all this was Qantas came out and went, well, what about the police or the nurses or the paramedics? All or, these or people. The, or the trolley men. Or the trolley men who are all putting their lives on the line for Australians every day. And their contribution is neither lesser or greater than someone who served in the armed forces. So we won't be doing that. And I think um, the only sound that you could hear at Virgin Australia at the moment is beep, 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 (laughs) as they slowly back away. Because even the, um, I think uh, someone very high up, for the Australian Veteran Affairs has gone, it's just an embarrassment. We don't want it. No, look, it, just, it just goes to show that within that company, um, there's no one with any real experience. Um, they don't know what they're doing. Just a bunch of versions. Yeah. First time <laughs> first time at the dance. Um, but we will say from the South Road Boys, 
to any of the servicemen and women who are listening, thank you for your service. Oh. <laughs> um, but also to the paramedics fuck, or healthcare workers. Healthcare workers are the most at risk of being hurt in their, in their job. Yep. Um, and the most, and we'll also say thank you to the farmers because you are in the highest risk of actually dying at work, which is your, your, where you live. Wow. Just bringing that down, didn't who, I? Who else have we got? <laughs> <laughs> and to all those podcasters who just talk about shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I'm going to, I'm going to change it up a little bit there. All right. Um, but strangely got? enough, I am going to talk about the police force, eh? Go coppers. Um, so it's a nice little segue. Uh, police force in Dubai, actually. Yes. I don't know if you've been researching the police force in Dubai. Do you do a lot of Dubai police force uh, researching, Joe? I have not. Okay. No. Look, this surprised me. I thought that would be a high priority for you. Um, so, <laughs> these dudes, right? These yes. dudes in yes. Dubai. Yes. We call them the Dubai dudes. They are <gasps> testing, Actually. They are currently testing. Hang on. Before you go. Yeah. When I was six years old- <laughs> Okay, this when is I was weird. six years old, my parents decided to fly from Australia to Europe to do a backpacking tour around Europe. We yep. stopped over in Dubai, and I distinctly remember saying to my mother and father, "Why are they holding hands? You had these guys with fully automatic weapons wearing white gloves standing there holding hands. That was just the way that these airport security rolled. Really, carry on. Okay." <laughs> It was just completely random, and it's one of those things that stuck with me. Like, still is random. Well, why are they wearing gloves? We well, you know what they're not going to need to. The police force, especially in Dubai, are not going to need to wear gloves. Not okay. white, not white gloves. Maybe some mm. gripped gloves. Oh, because these motherfuckers are testing mm. hover bikes for police use. Hey, say what now? Yeah, so basically they look like a drone. So they got four um, arms. I was going to say, I was going to say propellers, but blades. Yes. They are a propeller, but, um, similar to a helicopter. You know how a drone works. You normally got four points with the blade that spins around. I lift it up yes. and down and around. And yes. But on it, you've actually got what is like a futuristic bike. It looks like something out of Back to the Future. Mm. And they are now testing this for actual use in Dubai. And they are hoping. Oh, I want one. To have them ready for real use in 2020, which is only. Fucking what are we saying? Rate. We're talking. 12, 18 months. 13, 14 months away, right? Fuck. And they now, reckon course- that there's a chance that they will end up building up to 40 to use if they order them and believe they will be of use. Oh, they'll be of use with my joint. How cool is it? Now, I've got a question. Yeah. Do you, can, can you tell by the very detailed level of research that I'm sure you've done? Yeah. Are they working on the uh, drone principle of lift? Or are they using a hovercraft, more of a, a, you know, sort of push down on and raise them up? Or are they basically using a- um, what you've got is two two like joysticks. Yes, that actually sit there, and I'm assuming one is lift and up and down. Yes, and the other would be direction. I reckon forward, back, side to side. Yes, and- I think the word "your" is supposed to be put in there somewhere. I don't know the rest of the aircraft terminology. Pitch and your. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost me on that one. I'm trying to That's sound smart. That's why I'm not a pilot. Um, I'm trying to sound smart. But you know what? Oh, they just look cool. Share they it with really you. Share, share me the screen. I want to have a look at one. Yeah. Imagine. Um, <laughs> imagine. <laughs> You've just stolen a, stolen a, I know, a, a, a bracelet out of the local jewelry shop. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and um, suddenly you're running away. Someone's saying stop, <laughs> and then out of nowhere, yes, you get chased by one of them. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking dope! <laughs> that's awesome. That is that's uh, that is so much cooler. That's like an Apache helicopter. It looks like, cool, doesn't it? I was thinking it was going to be just like a trinky dinky bikey, but no, that no. is legit. Oh, that's so- it's got. To, I tell, I can tell you now, you're going to get chicks from flying this around. It's- <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, they're not going to be out by themselves anyway because it's Dubai, but, you know. Um- <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Tourists. Um, uh, political statement there. Yeah. Um, I-, I would be slightly concerned. And look, if you're the if you're the guy who's nicked a bracelet and he's done a- he's legging it from a guy or girl who are on one of these hover motorbikes, I don't think they're actually hopping off to apprehend you. I think they're just- 
cutting your legs off. Well, that's the thing because the blades go out at all sides, um, and they're exposed. Some damage. There's no, there's no guard around it like you see with your, your normal. Yeah. yeah, and look, obviously this is a prototype that they're working on at the moment because even the cop itself, from an OH and S point of view, there's a chance you could get off and slice your own leg off. So oh, it's Dubai. I think I don't good. think their OH and S laws are the same as here in Taz- Australia, but. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, that is, that's metal. That's man, 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 man. That's pretty cool, eh? Yeah. I thought you'd be impressed by that. Very impressed. Yeah, so there you go. So, um, hover bikes for cops. Future's that's coming, buddy. Future's coming fu- fast. Mind you, I reckon we watched that on Beyond 2000 in the early 90s, and we were supposed to have them by now. Oh, well, yeah, it's like the hoverboard. We're meant to get that a yeah. while back too, so... You know, so be it. But I just thought that had some cool factor. And what they call hoverboards now, they're not fucking hoverboards. No, they're not hoverboards. We want Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox hoverboards. Yep. The fully rigidink fucking hoverboard. Exactly. And until you can give me one of those. Yeah. Not those things that bloody catch on fire every third one. No. (laughs) I've got wheels. That never happened to Michael J. Fox. Never. Anyway. Anyway. Now, before we- um, go into this good night. Yeah. If you if you ever want something that's completely do you listen to death metal? Uh no, not really. Okay. I wouldn't be I adverse to it, but it's not something I'd go to. Okay. Spend thirty seconds looking at this band. You're obviously aware of The Simpsons. Yes. And Ned Flanders and his catchphrase Hadley diddly do. Mm-hmm. Um, the Oakley, O'Killy, Do'Killies. So, so are they Irish? O- no. So, instead of um, Oakley, Do'Killy, the O'Killy, oh, okay. Do'Killies, it's a death metal band that all look like Ned Flanders. Oh, crap. <laughs> and they sing just the most stupidly <laughs> weird songs <laughs> in the style of death metal. Pretty much, roadies, YouTube it, listen to one, you've listened to all of them, but- the Oakley Dokeleys. O'Killy Dokeley. Okay, right. Yeah, you're fine. O'Killy Dokeley. Yeah, done. <laughs> now, instead of instead of talking about death and destruction, have we got the thoughtful one to speak a bit of light and truth? And yeah, the thoughtful one's back this week. Look, you have to just go away and just just reset. Um, Is he stra- strangely or- enough, though, here's the funny thing. Mm. So um, he went away because he got a bit of. Uh, bit of media attention and a bit of media stress regarding his gun control idea of giving everyone guns but taking uh, away bullets. And look, I thought it was great. Bullet control issue. Yep. Bullet control issue. Because it's not a gun control no. issue. It's yeah. a bullet control issue. Many guns as you like. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a little bit of stress on that. So, we had to go away and, and just find himself and just get everything back on an even keel. And, mm. um, you know, there's been a bit of a bit of a disastrous stuff happened since he's been gone now with a bit of stabby, stabby stuff. And yeah. Bang, bang, boom, boom. Um, so, he's gone off the uh, the political tirade now. He's decided that's on his mm. place. Uh, okay. He's decided to go back to the people and their needs. Oh, I love mm. it. Well, here's the music. Welcome to the teachings of Thoughtful Troy. Solomon from the Galapagos <laughs> Islands. <laughs> Asks, man of great thoughts, Solomon. I've always liked to be a little bit kinky and use sex toys with my previous partners. Now, I've met an incredible girl and she gets allergic reactions to the latex that sex toys are made from and I don't know what to do. What is my next step? Solomon, my sex toy fucking faithful follower. My my forty second wife, <laughs> Tick Tick Tunga, has the same issue, and as she also likes a little bit of the kinky time to embrace her womanly womb on the eve of every third full moon. I'll tell you the secret of what I do for her, so you can do it for your Tick Tick Tunga in your life. Solomon, lay her naked flesh down on a bed of thick, warm mud from the Mexican town of Ha. <laughs> Caress her body 
with reeds found near the Flangan tribe in the East <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> Gonna burn myself. Cover her eyes with petals of Fijian fruition fern. And then slowly, when she's ready, place seven perfectly round pebbles into her anus. <laughs> and then make love to her as no man has done before. Essentially, rock her world. <laughs> she will feel things with you that will make you undeniably unforgettable. Oh. Or you could just purchase non-latex sex toys. <laughs> but I know what I prefer. Thank you, Solomon. And bless. Are we on a southward place? I'm Joe. I'm Troy. I don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly are. That's what I normally say, but I don't even know what he just said, but I've got to end it normally. Oh, Joe, hopefully Joe will be back next week. Right, he's if he recovers. <laughs>